0: Welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where we'll discover more about Downhouse School. Whether you're new to the community or an old friend, we'll be delving deeper, sharing stories and finding out what it really means to be a pupil at Downhouse. In our second series, we'll continue to explore the Downhouse DNA, and this time we'll be talking to the pupils themselves. In this episode, we take collaboration, and our host Simon Jones talks to Lauren and Rosie, two of our heads of house
1: rosie lauren thank you both for being here today now for the sake of people who are listening to this podcast episode people who might not know either of you would you mind both introducing yourselves and telling us what year you're in and telling us what your role is here at downhouse
0: Absolutely. Um, Thank you for having us, Simon. So I am Rosie. I'm in Upper Sixth, so we're in our final year at Down, and I'm head of house. um, So I'm head of AGN, which is one of the five boarding houses of Up School at Down. And that role kind of consists of heading up the house and looking after the girls in it and then um, duties that kind of run throughout the school. So
2: I'm Lauren and I'm also in Upper Six with Rosie and I'm also a head of house of Holcomb which is one of the other houses in Upper School and as Rosie said we're kind of there as a support to kind of bridge the gap between the sixth form and the um, Upper School houses and just kind of be another link between the staff and students as well.
1: Okay right well thank you both for that introduction Um, and how long have you both been at the school for what year did you both join in?
0: I joined. I'm not sure which year. It was 12 plus, so I believe that was 2016.
2: I joined at 13 plus, so a year after Rosie. With most, so most come at 11 or 13. So Rosie was more. I was um unique. (laughs) I was an anomaly.
1: (laughs) Okay, so you were both at other schools before you joined uh, Down House. Yeah. Uh, Tell me a little bit about those schools that you were both at.
0: I actually moved over from Spain. So I was at a day school, which was co ed, living in Madrid. And I came back over for my parents' jobs and went straight into all girls boarding. So it was quite a transition, but really comfortable. Was made to feel very at home at Downs straight away. Um, and yeah, really thrived here.
2: So I was at a prep school quite near to Downhouse, um, co-ed as well, quite a small prep school but it was a really good stepping stone to come and join down here as a boarding school with flexi boarding there but more day
1: for me. Hmm. So tell me what it was like then going from a co-ed school to, to a girl's school.
2: It didn't feel too different like I think it just it kind of moved quite quickly because in my school there was a balance so Throughout the years you kind of changed, so some of your classes were actually co-ed, some were actually just girls, just boys, depending on where you were in the year. So you got quite used to having the classes with just girls, so it was quite normal for me. I personally was actually amazed about
0: how much more we got done. Yes. um, When it was just us.
1: (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about that, Rosie.
0: Uh, it was, I don't know. I, in Spain, it was it was minely disruptive at points. Um, so I came here and it was, it was incredibly supportive, especially in lower four. So the second year of lower school, um, that was my first year at Down. And some of the year group then go away to France. So the class size is much smaller. And there were about, I think, 10 of us in geography. Um, and, and it was amazing. It was incredibly productive. And in that sense, it's also, it's, it's a smaller space. So you get more group discussion, I think. And it was really useful.
1: Okay, right. And then lastly before we crack on with the main part of this podcast episode which A-levels are you both doing?
2: I do English literature, politics and Spanish. I do geography, economics and maths and then completed an EPQ last year in Lower Six.
1: Ah okay and what was your EPQ on?
2: Cultured meat a viable alternative to conventional meat.
1: Oh okay and how did you come up with that topic then?
2: I've always been interested in sustainability, and with like the um, interest of studying geography, it was kind of something just interested me. So I kind of looked at a lot of research has been done into the plant-based alternatives. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more of a different approach, and just seeing whether people would actually accept it as an alternative, or whether because the main problem was consumer acceptance of it being grown in a lab and whether it was going to be accepted. So it was actually really interesting to see the mm-hmm. how they produced it and whether I mean the statistics. They haven't actually. I think it's only in Singapore you can now actually eat it but it's it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years with that
1: yeah,
2: i
0: think they 3d printed a steak the other day yeah yeah probably
1: <laughs> and fingers crossed when when it comes to you sitting your exams hopefully the world will be at least pretty much back to normal do you see that as being a good thing for you i'm thinking about the fact that grades were generally higher for students uh, finishing year 13 last year understandably, you could argue that that was because there were fewer distractions and possibly it was easier to study uh, from home. But how does that affect the pair of you? How do you both see that?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I have quite a positive outlook on it, personally. I think we didn't sit our GCSE exams in the conventional way. In fact, we didn't sit them at all. And that led to some great inflation possibly, but it, it wasn't really as disruptive as I think it's made out to be in some cases. And all the students were still very happy. We were still very supported through isolation and, and the various lockdowns that we went through. And I think coming into next year, we're actually quite excited about being able to prove that we can do that in, in a formal external exam setting. Because um, we've we've never done it before, but the school are preparing us I mean more so than is needed and and yeah I'm I'm quite looking forward to it
2: I think yeah just giving the opportunity and I think the one thing we've got to be reminded of is we've got to compare ourselves to our year rather than other years because of course mm-hmm. they're in a completely different situation to us mm-hmm. and it, it just won't be comparable yeah. between years because we're sitting them and it's not as if um,
0: people know that Covid you know didn't happen it's, just, <laughs> no. it's widely accepted <laughs> yeah. facts so um, yeah. I'm sure they're aware of the extenuating circumstances
1: yeah yeah Okay, so in this episode, we're looking at collaboration at Down. But can you tell me first what it means to be head of house? What do you actually do in that role?
0: I think day to day, um, we have duties in house. So we spend mornings there and um, some nights there during the week. Um, And that consists of getting to know the girls. So we'll have breakfast with them in the morning, um, have a conversation. And we're really there as guidance as well if they want um, to have a talk. So our. first year group of upper school is called upper four so that's year nine and I went in yesterday it was their first day of term um all the heads of houses were in in their respective groups and they were talking about how they have to choose their GCSEs this year I was giving a couple bits of guidance and me and my deputies were talking about what we did and our experiences so it's really it's it's a guiding hand I think and then we also are a very as Lolly mentioned before um kind of a communicative link between the staff and the girls Mm -hmm. we run house council once a week and then we. so sit on school council?
2: So school council there's like a wide range of councils to kind of give everybody a chance you know take a leadership role throughout the school so as you kind of come up the school in lower school and then in your upper school houses there's lots of different councils mm-hmm. so we head our house councils and that meets weekly so they all the girls there's year reps from each of the years in those councils and they bring forward concerns about what they would like to be discussed or we feedback information so then we attend school council along mm-hmm. with the lower school heads of house and the head girl and deputy head girl and we discuss things that the girls would like to talk about and what the staff would like to feed back to us so it's just creating those links and giving everyone the opportunity to kind of have a say in what we would like to change Mm. or ideas or initiatives so we have aims as like a seniors team hmm. that we come up with and how we're going to implement them and like improve what we would like to see in our year of being seniors which is a great opportunity oh, to kind see. of set you up for university and jobs and things to just kind of take control of what we would like to see in the school as well as what the staff would like us to hmm. do to support hmm. them
1: tell me more then about the opportunities for the houses to collaborate especially in your roles as head of two different houses how does that work together
0: yeah, absolutely. So with COVID, it was made a little bit more difficult last year because um, the houses couldn't actually mix, they couldn't visit each other. So we're really excited about this academic year going into it. So um, we can do a lot more activities. Personally, I think when we win our year groups, um, I was in AGN, so AGS is very nearby. Mm-hmm. And we would have barbecues and we like doing that in AGN. We've got a lot of outdoor space, which is kind of what differentiates us as a boarding house. So we are very much looking to take advantage of that. And we've got a vegetable patch. So I mean, there's there's so many opportunities for collaboration. They do it within the house. They do it between houses, um, and then competitions is the it's main one. Very competitive. One. Yeah, Holcomb over here. Holcomb
2: is very win everything. Yes, I should really. probably
0: shouldn't say that. Actually, no.
2: <laughs> it's, tr- it's true. It is. We're, we're very like it's just it's a fun house spread. Especially house drama is quite early on in the Michaelmas term, which is a great way to kind of get everyone involved. So all the girls in your upper school house take part, whether it's a small role or taking on a bigger role. And then your lower six year run it, so it's another opportunity for them to kind of lead it. They write the script, they direct it. It's all them that lead oh, it, well. which is a great win. It's such a fun day. Everyone dresses up in it's that house good. colours, and it's We've just got a really, dancing yeah. tutus on stage. Oh yes, everything. Yeah. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. had all sorts. Mm. It's been like it's a really fun atmosphere, and it kind of just brings all the different years together because you're obviously in scenes with the, all the different girl like years, and it's just yeah. a nice way to get all the house involved quite quickly in the term. Because like for new girls, it's quite I mean for me coming at 13 plus, mm-hmm. being able to get involved quite quickly and mixing with your year is a lovely way to do it. Just to kind of you know kind of get distracted and just get really busy, yeah. which is a great way to start the year. Nothing
0: says bonding like um dress rehearsals for mm. ballroom dancing for Phantom of the Opera, yes. 8 a.m. on a Friday. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Saturday morning
2: rehearsals before lessons were always a tough a joy they they were great fun
1: and then outside of the house system at school what other opportunities are there for collaboration between the pupils
2: sports teams would be quite a big one so once you get into your upper fifth your gcse year they so your teams are made up of your sixth form and them so you're playing with three year groups and that's a really nice way to kind of be supported and you know you get inspired by you know we look up to our upper sixes and you want to like train with them like it's a great way of kind of you know you're a team they support like you build communication you build friendships and I think that's a really really nice way and sadly due to COVID we lost that a bit last year because of bubbles so this year like we had our pre-season training this morning which is a great way to kind of you know get involved in like you know, be with the other year groups again.
0: Yeah, and once you leave also, I mean, they'll be at the same university, as yes. some of them, so yeah. kind of... I think we've run into them a couple of times in London and stuff. Um, mm. And then also... Academically, once you get in the sixth form, it's quite common to run societies. Um, so if you have specific interests, I founded a society last year with oh. my friend Matilda. So we run a political society, okay? Um, which we're both very passionate about. It's, a, it's so much fun, frankly. Um, mm-hmm. You get a really participative audience. We ran it through quarantine on Teams meetings. And it's wonderful. And we interviewed John Sopel the other day at the BBC. So, um, yeah, we get to do a lot of stuff. It's it's mm. really cool.
2: It's quite nice because it's smaller groups. So it just gives those younger girls an opportunity to be more confident, you know, have the yeah. discussions. Which and is a really great. I mean, movie, for example,
0: yeah. you can't take politics to GCSE, so they get to learn more about mm. something that they're really interested in. I mean, the society is about everything. You could literally create yeah. whatever you. We had a cheese society that shut down. I think not very COVID-friendly. I don't think they had that many visitors. I quite like to resurrect. I think we should resurrect. that. Would be yeah. a good idea. I miss my Camembert. I do. Yeah.
1: What other cheeses would be involved in a cheese society?
0: Oh, we'd have to get looking, actually. I need to do some cheese research. Yeah.
1: OK, so all of these qualities that we're talking about here, they they all sound like they're absolutely fantastic for school life. Clearly, this is going to be good preparation for after you leave as well. But tell me more about how you feel it prepares you for life after down.
0: Absolutely. I think... It's just, it feels like a big family at Down, which is really nice. It's just a massive network and it's between the staff and the students and within each of those groups. And there there are connections that you'll find to people across the school in every aspect of it, academia and outside of academia. And I just think, I worked um, this summer actually at a kitchen um, at a sailing club, which was, it was quite hard. It was a little bit, you know, hot and sweaty. Um, but you get people from all sorts of backgrounds and ages and genders and you put them together in an environment. And I just felt as if, if I hadn't completed kind of all the activities over the years, that down and those opportunities that mm. they've given us, mm. um, which teach you how to get along with people and and complete tasks efficiently and respond, because you know that was a pressurizing environment, got customers to feed, and and I find that quite easy and comfortable actually, um, and I think that's a prime example of it. Is you just get thrown into a space and and you know how to respond to the people around you better. Mm.
2: Rosie and I were fortunate enough to go on the Global Exchange Programme, which majority happens in your lower fifth year. And, I mean, it was a great way to kind of build your independence, collaborate with, like, a completely different culture. Mm. So I went to South Africa and Rosie went to... I
0: was in New Zealand.
2: And it was just a great way to... It put you in a situation where you're meeting new people, living with different people, and I think that's helped me build so much confidence to just kind of... When I leave down, you're used to going into new environments, and I think that was a phenomenal opportunity that was definitely beneficial for preparing that was myself.
0: one of my most amazing memories definitely. I have yeah.
1: tell me what you both plan to do after you leave school
0: I'm hoping to um, go and study read politics at university a mixture of that and kind of international relationship uh, relations kind of set of multidisciplinary courses
2: and then after that possibly go into journalism
1: okay wow
2: so I'm planning to read geography hopefully at uni. Um, I might actually take on an officer's training course so potentially go into the army afterwards. But I'm also really interested in going to like sustainability. So I might go and focus on that and kind of see where that leads me as it's becoming such a prominent, you know, part of discussion and part of everything we do now.
1: Mm. When you mentioned OTC, Rosie just had a, a look of shock on her face. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> <It's a new laughs> I had no thing, idea. <laughs> um, now, the whole world seems to be emerging from this global pandemic tell me about what you're looking forward to the most after it's completely back to normal
0: i think i'm already i'm really enjoying being back at school we've only been here for about 24 Mm. hours and just um being where we are now in in the murray center which is without a mask (laughs) yeah without a mask in one of the key collaboration spaces and you can see people's expressions Mm. and just smile at people and and and, you know get close to them not in a weird way um (laughs) and and it's really it's really lovely i think being able to yeah feel connected again
2: definitely yeah. just kind of the opportunities to play matches and mix with like going to our actual boarding houses we weren't allowed into the upper school boarding houses last year so it's just yeah
0: head of a house that you yeah, can't, visit. can't
2: visit so it's nice to actually be there and support all the girls that are coming in and just our main focus this year is to help with the reintegration of the upper school houses and so actually being there to do it has been yeah. super useful in that process yeah
0: exactly I'm also enjoying like going to concerts and stuff oh, yes. yeah, yeah that too we do have social life, social
1: life tell me more about that what else is there outside of school life that, that, that you're looking forward to embracing again
0: yeah I booked um, Stormzy was supposed to do a tour and then he cancelled it I think they've still got to announce mm-hmm. the dates um, but I've booked tickets for that so I'm
2: very excited about that one I think I'm going to Harry Styles next yeah are That'll you cool.
0: my mum booked VIP tickets to see Harry Styles booked two invited my aunt didn't tell me about it
2: no
0: I'm serious I'm quite excited
2: to go there I know it's really upset <laughs> and it's just nice to be like in a big crowd but not feel worried about you know Covid because at the moment every now and then it's fine but you just realise oh my goodness there's so many people kind of that realisation when you're out in the big group of people and you don't have Mm -hmm. to worry about Covid again which would be quite a nice feeling.
0: Yeah waiting on my second vaccination very excited.
1: Rosie, Lauren we need to bring this to a close in a moment but I just want to say thank you for being here thank you for giving up your time I believe you need to be somewhere else at four o'clock where is it you're going at four o'clock?
0: We are going to have a talk about the big, scary upper sixth year and getting into university.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All those UCAS applications. Yeah, a lot of anticipation.
1: Well, that's 20 minutes from now, so I'd better leave you to that. But thank you again for your time. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So that was Rosie and Lauren talking collaboration at Downhouse School. A real pleasure to speak to them both and good to hear all about life at the school through their eyes thank you to both of them for coming onto this episode of the podcast. If you have any questions following anything you've heard, then do feel free to contact the school directly. You can visit www.downhouse.net to find out more. Now, the next episode of this series is going to be on resilience. So to make sure that you don't miss it, you could follow this podcast channel. And that just means you get a small notification when that episode is released. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye for now.